that's why so quick. 150 done it, I'ma run it in the fast lane. Fast lanes, watch me like a man. Welcome everybody to a Jag Show. I'm here at Ellie, and our special guest today is a little out of out of the realm for us, but it's really cool. We're looking forward to it. Uh Storm Hunter Mark Robinson. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How you guys doing? Awesome. Now, Ellie and I are really looking forward to this. Uh, a couple people couldn't make it, but us two are here. We're very excited because it's it's something that like always fascinated me. I'm sure her as well. Like, we'll get to why you do the thing you do <laughs> because I don't know why. But um, first, tell us about yourself, like where you grew up and how you got into weather in general and like wanting to do this. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I grew up in uh, Toronto, uh, Ontario, Canada. And, uh, you know, as, as funny as a kid, uh, I was terrified of storms, like hide under my bed and try not to pee myself scared of storms. Right. So, so you sound like, like me now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny, the funny thing was, was that like, uh, you know, like I think what, what scares you as a kid fascinates you as an adult. Right. Um, so like when I got a little, like a little bit older, we were at the Toronto zoo and my dad, um, with the storm coming towards us, we're at the zoo. And the, the Toronto Zoo has like, um, they're what they call pavilions. They're, they're areas where they show their animals. Uh, there's one underground. And so you're totally like, you're very, very safe. So we went on, like, we just went running from the polar bears right to this pavilion. And uh, we're sort of underground. So my dad popped open the back door of the pavilion. He wasn't supposed to. I found out later when I was actually working at that zoo. Um, yeah. Um, so, so we popped open the back door and we watched this whole storm go by. And so it was really like, I kind of felt safe and I was able to watch the storm. Well, from there on, I got super fascinated with, uh, with storms, but I've always loved the extremes of nature. So I was into volcanoes. I was into, um, oh God, like uh, glaciers and earthquakes and all like the crazy stuff when I was, when I was a kid. I mean, like I was, the, I was the geeky kid that sat with like science books instead of like sports magazines, um, you know, like, oh yeah. I mean, my, my parents, their house was full of, uh, of, of science, uh, science books and stuff like that. So I was always, you know, reading science books and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, and so as I got, as I got a little older, um, I actually did um, uh, wildlife and marine biology as my, my first degree. And then um, it didn't go that far. So I ended up in like a office job and I was really hating it. Mm. And so I found out you could go storm. Like I found out, you know, in Southern Ontario, they had tornadoes and storms. And I thought, okay, this is really kind of cool. I wonder if I could just do this. And uh, well, I went one day, was like right after my first storm, and it was just nuts. I just was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And <laughs> I, uh, I chased for a few years. And then uh, a friend of mine, um, who's actually now one of Canada's uh, foremost uh, tornado researchers, said, why don't you go back to school for meteorology? And, uh, and I was like, that's a good idea. And so... <laughs> So I ended up uh, going back to school for meteorology. The uh, basically the day after I got back from Hurricane Katrina. So um, I was in uh, I was in uh, just outside of New Orleans for Hurricane Katrina. So remember where were you like in Kenner or like on the North Shore? I was on I was in Gulfport. Oh, okay. So I was uh, I was just to the uh, to the east of uh, to the east of there. So if, if you obviously you know the area. Yeah, my um, husband's from there, <laughs> and I went okay. to there. Oh, okay. Well, I was in the Hancock Bank building uh, oh, in Gulfport. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, we were we were actually hiding in the um, in the parking garage for that, and there was sure. a whole bunch of Hancock Bank people. If you know the building, um, they're all in the building, and and we actually ended up saving a bunch of their lives, which was great because um, they thought they were just going to be up there, everything was going to be fine, no right. worries. Uh, your average hurricane, and it was not the regular run of the mill hurricane. Yeah, no, it was not the run of the mill hurricane. And I, when I, I went up there before the hurricane, and I was like looking around, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna sleep in the cafeteria. It's gonna be, yeah, yeah." That's literally what it was. And yeah. they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be fine." I'm like, "Okay, you know what's coming at us, right?" And they're like, "Oh, we went through Hurricane Camille. We should be fine." I'm like, "No," I said. If the windows blow out, if you lose the front windows, what I want you to do <laughs> is go he like. I want you to make sure you're in the stairwell and you should be okay. Like, you know, so about, I don't know, a third of the way through the hurricane, we suddenly saw the back windows to the building blow out and out came papers and then computer monitors and then computer desks and then servers <laughs> were just flying out the back windows. 
And uh, we saw them later, the, everybody in there, and they actually said to us, you guys, you, like, you realize you saved our lives because we had no idea what to do. And she's like, I remembered you telling me to like get down and crawl to the, to the stairwell. And she's like, we rode up the whole hurricane in the stairwell and we survived. She's like, otherwise we would have died. And I was like, well, that's good. Glad we were there. <laughs> uh, before we get to the science uh, question, or my questions that are not going to be science at all, because I have some weird ones that you're <laughs> well, what's wrong with you, kid? But uh, I have to say one thing. It's good you were into science in Toronto because the Maple Leafs sucked when you were a kid, I'm assuming. So they didn't. They haven't stepped. Wait, how, how has that changed? Well, they, yeah, right. they get out the first round. They get knocked out the first round. Like every year, if they make it. Like, so your parents, yeah. are right? We don't want them breaking your heart. Here's some science books. Uh, I know yeah. I'm really into science, and I've had enough of this LSU talk between you two. But I will. Take, <laughs> I'll, uh, Ellie, if you got any like science questions, go for it. Before I get my Hollywood type ones. Okay, so you had me at you worked at the Toronto Zoo. Um, yep. I'm going to kind of hijack your show here, Scott. I do a show called Just Animals, and we have a zookeeper on. Um, well, she's one of our break. Not our break. She's part of the show. She's one of the house. Um, so, what did you want to initially do with marine biology? I mean, I feel like I kind of could take you into weather because you do need to understand climate and, like, you know, tidal patterns and whatnot because that affects creatures. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Anemia, well, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I actually wanted to do. Um, I actually want to do marine research, um, marine ecology, marine evolutionary biology. Um, I had been, I, Jacques Cousteau was one of my heroes as a kid. And the funny thing is I ended up sort of going and doing what Jacques Cousteau does, but more on the TV side of things than, than on the, uh, on the full on science side. But I mean, the, the coolest thing for me is I've, I've gotten to, through my show is, is I gotten to meet all kinds of scientists and do some amazing like science type stuff, um, that like I get to experience the cool part of everybody else's job. So I don't have to do the paperwork, right. but right. I get to go and like, I get to like repel off a 500 foot cliff into a boiling lake of lava. Oh, that's so fun. yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That's on my bucket list. Oh, it was, it was great fun. It was fantastic. <laughs> right beside, right up beside a, a, a lake of lava where few people in the world have ever been. And actually um, about, about I think it was about six months after we we finished in Vanuatu, a place called Vanuatu, uh, in the South Pacific, the volcano that we were in had a major eruption and destroyed the entire area where we were. So we had a campsite set up and everything else, and it has not that has not changed in at least five or six hundred years. Uh, Captain Cook had uh, had actually been up to the volcano that we were at, and um, and he had described it exactly as we was we saw it. And we were one of the last human beings ever to be down inside that crater. God, really puts things into perspective how little we are as humans. Yeah. It's like, it really does. Uh, I do want to ask, um, as far as like storm chasing, like you, you have the show Storm Hunters. Um, yep. How does that like, how does a hunting a storm take place? <laughs> you get word of like a tornado is coming in this area. So you head out there. Like, how does that process happen? Well, it kind of depends on the storm, right? Because uh, like here in Ontario, we get every kind of storm you can imagine. We do get hurricanes. We get tornadoes. We get blizzards. We get snow squalls. We get, the only thing, I think the only thing we don't get is dust storms. I think it's about the only thing we don't get here. So to, to understand like what's going on, we really have to have a good handle on the meteorology. So like I'll know three days out uh, that there's the potential for storms in a given area. Um, so like I'll be for, you know, we'll be forecasting, well, you know, for the, for the weather network, uh, cause that's who I actually work for is the weather network up here in Canada. Um, and so we'll have an idea that, Hey, you know, a couple days from now was the potential for some significant severe weather. Okay. So now it's potential. Meh, we'll see what happens. Get closer to the day. Okay. We know a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. You know what? looks like it's going to be a good day. Then day of, um, I can figure out sort of say, okay, I know that this, uh, this, this is going to be uh, here, like uh, in a, say a given, you know, close to a given town. And we'll go there that morning um, or even late afternoon, depending on when the storms are coming through and wait. And sometimes the storms will go up around there. Sometimes they won't. Um, and like the other day I sat around, where was I? I was in, um, I was near Grand Bend uh, on Lake Huron. And I literally sat there with my feet up on the dashboard for four and a half hours 
until nothing happened. And I said, okay, forget it. I'm going home. And then the storms popped up late that night and I tried to turn around and drive out and, and you know, we, I caught lightning, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't the, the extreme storms that we thought they were going to be. Um, if I'm down in the U S for in tornado alley, um, I'll be down there and basically I'll be down there for two weeks and we'll drive. Like we put 9,000 kilometers on the car in two weeks, one, mm -hmm. one year, you know, just driving from and Nebraska to, Sorry? Can you convert that to freedom units, please? <laughs> How many miles per hour is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, All right. Uh, it's, it's, miles, miles, it's like 5,500. 5,500. I should say about 6,000 miles. Probably about 6,000 6, miles. Yeah. <laughs> See, like in the rest of the world, we use actual science instead yeah. of uh, American science. You know, there's oh, a little difference. Units. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. My cousin's you up in Toronto and he always, I always say that and he gets so mad. He's like, you're the only ones who don't use the real. No, there's one other country. There's one yeah, other. One other the imperial system. Yeah. It's like Uganda or something. It's a real, yeah. It's like either Southeast Asia or like in Africa, some small obscure country. And it's like, ha ha. So yeah. you're not the only ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, it's really funny because as a Canadian, I really have to know, like, it's really weird because I know, like, I know my distances in kilometers, my weights in pounds. Um, like, it's really straight. And we have to be at, oh, and then temperatures I know in both Celsius and Fahrenheit. So if someone says to me, it's 95 degrees out, I can translate that to, oh, it's about, that's about 27 degrees, 28 degrees. And I can, and, but I know exactly what that will feel like. It is really weird being a Canadian sometimes and having to <laughs> use to both, both units. Well, you use feet because in Australia they'll they'll use feet too. I'll be like they'll yeah. measure by feet. Believe like there. Do you guys do that as well? Yeah, well, I'm six feet tall, but that's like right. one point seven meters or something right. to that but effect. Like, that means nothing. Oh yeah, one point seven meters. Like okay, cool. <laughs> Mark, how, how intimidating is tornado? I just want to focus on tornadoes specifically for now. How intimidating is tornado alley? Like when you're out there. Um, it's, I mean, it's not particularly intimidating. It's, I mean, the, the alley itself is great. It's beautiful. I love, I love driving through Kansas and that it's the giant twisting, the spinning columns right. of air that chase you down the road that get a little more intimidating. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be, it can be, it can be very stressful at times. Um, I like to, I like to think of it as, um, you go, I mean, it'll be, um, eight and a half hours of complete boredom versus with 20 minutes of sheer pants, you know, wedding terror. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, for instance, like Jacqueline and I, my co-host for the, for the show, um, we actually got chased down the road by the world's largest tornado. Um, and you can, you can look it up. It'll be on Wikipedia. I guarantee it. It's uh, called the El Reno tornado, um, which is El Reno, Oklahoma, just outside of OKC. And, mm -hmm. It was four and a half. Oh, wait, let me, let me, let me translate that to freedom yes. units. 2.6 miles across. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Wind <laughs> speeds and the wind speeds in there. And I'm going to give you both of them. 475 kilometers an hour or about 320 miles an hour was the, nope. were the wind speeds in that. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Listen, I, I get thrills like watching that at home. How do you like? I, you I'm not a, that's true. I'm not an adventurist. <laughs> I mean, like, lo, like you might not believe it. I'm not into adventure ex expeditions. That wasn't a joke. He doesn't leave his basement. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like that. I barely go in the ocean. I I like. I'm a very. I know what I like. I like to know the ending of what's happening. <laughs> So if I'm going to a tornado and like, I don't know what you just said with the width, like I'm not going out there. Like what thrill is that with you? Like, is it like a, a kid on Christmas morning for you? Or yeah. You like I mean, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, you know what? It's, it's an intellectual thrill as well as a, um, uh, as well as, uh, uh, Oh, there we go. The light just came on. Um, it, it's as well as like a, a thrill. I'm straight up thrill. I mean, I am like, when you're doing something like uh, thunderstorms, um, the, you 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 have to forecast. Um, hold on, it's fine. A little while. Sorry, my little one is here, so she just wants to know how long. I'm like, hello, I little just... one. Yeah, 
Um, so, so my uh, so, so when we look at when we're trying to figure out where a thunderstorm is going to happen, um, you know, it's it's you have to do a lot of forecasting, which means you're using you know you have to really use like uh, you know forecasting tools, intellectuals, you know, blah 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 blah, the nerdy stuff. Um, and then and then later on, when you're actually like on the ground trying to sort of stay away from the storms or stay away from the tornado itself. Uh, it becomes a little bit more adrenaline. So there's that side of it. Um, so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the sort of the, the balance between the two of the, Oh, there's a dog. Yeah. My little one. <laughs> yeah. I should, I should go get my, I should go get my dog. Show you, show you my dog. Do it. Um, yeah. Go get Hobbs. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Hobbs you... like, like, like Calvin and Hobbs? Hobbs? Yes. Like Calvin and Hobbs Hobbs. So Mark, Mark, so like, think about like the concept of what you do, which is admirable. <laughs> and amazing. Like, so I am going like, this is you in your mind. This is me being you. Hey, we got to go chase this F3 tornado just to stay away from it. Like, it's kind of, we got to go do a Katrina. Right. Like, well, here's the, here's the thing. You don't know how strong that tornado is until afterwards. We don't, we can't measure the tornado uh, ahead of time. Um, you actually have to rate the uh, the tornadoes on damage. There, there's there's Hobbs. This oh, is what, oh, oh hey there. Wow. Yeah, Hobbs has actually been storm chasing with me a few times. Oh. So, oh, you like this? You know, it's you know, it's sad. Yeah. I hate to say it, and uh, I love you, Mark. But when people are watching that show, they only hope the dog dogs makes it out. They, yeah, they, I know. I'm, I'm well aware. That's I'm all well I care aware. about. Is the I'm dog well okay? Is the dog yeah. okay? That's it. Well, Here's the funny thing is just a, a quick, we were in a, an EF5 damage uh, path in Moore, Oklahoma, and there was like tons of different news, news uh, agencies. Everybody's doing something. Well, somebody pulls out a dog from the wreckage. Oh, my God. And that just became oh. the viral story was that somebody's dog had survived this tornado. Well, we're talking with like we were there like hours after the tornado. So we're helping out. And this girl was like, she was in the wreckage to where we were, and she found her lizard where, like, she had, she had her lizard, she lost her lizard. It was a big deal. She found it alive, and it was like this big thing for us, and like nobody else cared. And it's like, Aww, everyone's like, we, we want to see the dog. Yeah, as long as the dog so, made it. And it's sad yeah. that the owners might not have, which is sad, but as long as yeah. the dog's out there. He now has a new home, yeah. loves it, and his name is. Yeah. Tornado. It's amazing. Well, so interesting what you said. See, I never knew that. Like that, I thought you guys were able to. All right, this is going to be an F two, F three. I no. didn't know that. So you could go out no. there expecting like light winds, and then bam, like it gets light. Well, then, like, yeah. Well, I mean, we've got like. See, here's the really cool thing about tornadoes. Tornadoes are just a part of the thunderstorm itself. Um, they're an expression of the energy of the storm. So if we see a storm and say the tops are at 60,000 feet, right? And to give you an idea of how big that is, that's twice as high as most airplanes fly. Mm. And um, it's twice as high as Mount Everest. So that top is at 60,000 feet. Um, you could stretch, like you could put the, uh, the center of the storm in say Oklahoma City and it would make it halfway to Tulsa, right? That'd be the size of the storm. Now that whole thing is slowly spinning just very slowly spinning in the, in the upper part of the storm. Well, you now take it and you tighten down, tighten down, tighten yeah. down, tighten down. And as you tighten and you get, you know, down towards a very small scale, which when you think about it, even the largest tornado ever on record was 2.6 miles across. That's tiny compared to the whole storm itself. So all that energy of the storm is now concentrated into what is essentially a pinprick underneath that tor underneath the storm. That's the tornado. Yeah. Um, so without the storm, you're just not going to have the tornado. I mean, that's a very simplistic way of looking at it because there's a whole bunch of different vortices that come from different, uh, different types of storms. And as you said, dust devils are a type of vortice. um, water spouts, like that's another one. Um, so all these different things. So we never know, um, what, what, you know, how strong this one tornado is going to be. We have a general idea. We can sort of say, yeah, you know what? Today we're looking at the potential for an outbreak of really strong tornadoes. But we can't necessarily say that storm right there is going to produce an EF5. That one over there is just going to produce an EF0. No, no. We just go underneath and go, wonder what we're going to get this time. Um, That's safe. That sounds safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Policy. 
you know what? It's funny. They went through the whole thing. They went through all my all the questions, and they're like, "Do you go scuba diving?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I got my license." Oh my god! Oh my god! And uh, I said, "Well, you know, I also do storm chasing." And they're like, "Yeah, it's not on the list. Don't worry about it." Oh, and I'm okay. like, yeah. "Okay." <laughs> I drive under tornadoes. Um, oh, that's fine. It's fine. Tornadoes are fine. Scuba diving is a no. Yeah, well, that's right. I, I literally said that. I said, you know, I, I, I've, I've, uh, I've also climbed into active volcanoes. And they were like, it's not on the list. Don't worry about it. Mark, so. uh, one more question about tornadoes, I promise, that Ellie, I'll pass it to you. Just because, like, I've, I, I remember seeing the movie Twister as a kid. And, like, I think Twister did for tornadoes what Jaws did for sharks. Like, it yeah. really, like, was eye-opening, me being, like, eight or nine. I don't remember how old I was, but, like, wow, these are like really cool, but frightening. And then I was like, dad, are these in New Jersey? He was like, nah, I'm like, okay, they're cool then. Like, I don't got to worry about them. So like, <laughs> can the sisters happen where they split in the water in that movie? Like, does that happen a lot? It doesn't happen very often, but you can see twin tornadoes. It, it can happen. It's really rare. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically, you get two cores of a thunderstorm right beside each other. And what often happens is you'll have one tornado spinning up and so it gets going and then as it begins to die out a new one starts to the southwest and if they're if they're both fairly strong you can actually have two happening at the same time but it's funny that you say new jersey doesn't get them and uh, there was a tornado in new jersey yesterday they're very ah! rare. they're very rare though is what i'm saying like and when they do happen it's not like them no they not. Yes, they can. They can be okay. just as strong not as anyone else. I have never seen one. And that's where, where, okay, where, where, where exactly are you then? Central, like the central Jersey area. Yeah, that's absolutely where you'll get them. I have not yeah. seen one yet in my life. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're still really rare. Just keep that in mind. That no matter what, matters. tornadoes, as much as you see them on, on TV and everything else, they're actually super, 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 super rare. You know, like I have to move out of New Jersey, so I got to yeah. tell my wife that. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, the funny thing is, even in Oklahoma, like even in Oklahoma City, like I've been, a, I've, been, I've talked to some farmers, and like I've living here for thirty years, I've never seen a tornado. Hmm. Um, even though it's like Oklahoma, you figure that like, as soon as you move into Oklahoma, twenty minutes later, your house is going to get taken out by a tornado. It's actually even rare even then. And and something actually kind of interesting is that climate change is actually beginning to move Tornado Alley towards the northeast so places ah! like jersey are going to see them more often oh, yeah ah! uh, last question about the movie i always want to know this and it's probably a no <laughs> it's probably a no at the end where they tie themselves no no, no. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not possible <laughs> okay i knew i knew the question before you even before you even asked it it's like the 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 thing about that is that um it's not the, how fast the wind is blowing. It's what the wind is blowing. Right. Most of the injuries that happen in tornadoes don't happen because people are getting picked up and thrown far. It's actually being impaled or eviscerated or beheaded um, by the debris that the tornado is throwing around. So in the end of Twister, um, if it was truly an EF5 tornado, so you're talking about wind speeds in the 300 mile an hour range, mm -hmm. just the sand from from where they were it's just the sand now, never mind all like the pieces of wood and everything else the sand itself would have sandblasted them down to their bones that would have been about... a horrible way to go yeah it would be absolutely horrible i mean they would have been pulled away from like they like the 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 actual leather straps that they were strapped onto them would have bisected them within a few minutes because the, the winds would be so strong they would have just gone their their bodies would have gone and then <laughs> you're telling me the movie's fiction the movie is fiction. It's still, it's still every chaser I know's favorite movie. Um, and every chaser I, we even have, we have drinking games over it. So, it's a good movie for what it is. You take out, oh, yeah. the ch and there really hasn't been like a tornado movie done since then. They really like no, a Sharknado, which doesn't count. But there's been a few, but they've been really bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go on, Ellie. Okay, so what is it that they get? That they end up getting that conical shape like how like break that down for me the con the, the shape of the cone oh well that's actually interesting because um the, it's it's actually tricky because what you're seeing is actually condensation of um of the of basically basically it's a cloud forming within the funnel itself so that isn't the that isn't actually where the destructive winds are. I mean, they can all get mixed up in in, in with it, especially when you get some some big tornadoes. Um, but you know, keep in mind that you do get that you, you'll get that uh, that look to it. Um, 
because essentially, you know, this is going to sound a little strange, but as you get closer to the ground, the winds actually die down a little bit. Um, so because if you, I mean, if you think physics with a few, you know, micro, oh my God, here, I don't even know how you do this in, in the freedom units, really, really, really tiny distance above the, above the, uh, the, the ground. You can say my uh, we can, we can do that. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. We're talking about like nanometers or, or you know, oh. like that sort of stuff above the ground. It, your wind speed is essentially zero, right? So it has to hit zero when it hits the ground, right? So right. your fastest winds are about a hundred feet up. So like that, so you get some extremely, extraordinarily fast winds a little higher up in the, in the tornadoes. That's usually where we have to measure it. Uh, but when you're talking about like 300 miles an hour versus, I don't know, 240, it doesn't really have that big a difference <laughs> when it comes to, you know, slamming into the side of your house. Yeah. I want to, so, yeah. I want to ask, um, I know, I don't want to say like the most beautiful natural disaster because obviously there's mm. devastations like with people losing their lives and homes yeah like what you when you witness it like people say like you know when they go sightseeing they see a mountain they realize wow this like world is like amazing is there one like natural storm you chase that you just look at and you're like damn like this is like mesmerizing to just be a human witnessing it yeah i mean thunderstorms are that i mean really like um it, it's a tricky thing for chasers because, you know, we want to see these storms. We want to see the, uh, the it, is a, it is an incredible phenomenon of nature. Uh, just to jump back to Twister for a second there, one of the, I actually talked to the second unit director on that movie. And I'd heard a rumor a long time ago was that when the directors saw and the art directors and everybody saw what these storms actually looked like, they said, we can't put that on camera, on screen, because nobody outside of the Midwest or the Tornado Alley is going to believe that that's what they look like. So we can't do that. We, we, and I, I, know, I asked the guy, I said, look, is that a true rumor? And he's like, yeah, it's totally true. They're that spectacularly incredible to see um, that it's, it, it, it sort of drops your jaw. Like it's, it sort of gives you like, the, you know, I look up at these storms and just go, Oh my God, it's just an incredible thing to see them. Um, what we don't want to see, I mean, my ideal thing is to watch a big tornado go through an empty field. Right, yeah. Go through an empty field. I am happier than a pig in you know what, yeah. right? Unfortunately, um, they do interact with, with human structures. They interact with humans and destruction happens, death happens, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the kind of thing that is really, really difficult. You know, the extremes of nature can cause havoc with, with what we do. Uh, being inside a volcano, I was standing right beside um, a lava lake, you know, and I knew that this volcano could quite easily erupt. And it had the one in, the one in Africa that I was in. Um, and it had erupted and killed a bunch of people in the, in the city called, uh, the city was, is Goma. Um, which was, you know, right where there were one in genocide had happened. So this poor city had already suffered in a, in a huge way. I mean, we were basically in what had just finished being a war zone. So, but still it was, it was absolutely amazing to stand beside the lava lake and realize that I'm standing in a place where very few other human beings have ever stood. And yet at the same time, this could kill a lot of people um, if it was to if it was to erupt so there is that sort of that that thing you sort of have to balance both of them yeah what would you say is the most um unpredictable storm like or like a, like a hurricane tornado like if, if you had to say like that people should not be out looking at because you don't know what's gonna come thunderstorms great, great question by the way ben. yeah thunderstorms uh that's the one and the thing is it's not, it's not the tornado that's going to get you. It's not the tornado that's unpredictable. It's the lightning. Mm. Um, I like to say that you'll never see the one that gets you. Um, I've been very, very, very close to being struck. Like, you know, you 10 feet across. In, up in Sorry? Are you holding an umbrella? Like just a metal skeleton of an umbrella? Just be like, hit me, lightning. Yep. <laughs> I was I was holding a metal tripod instead. Oh, okay, well then, there you, know, you go. Even better. There's that. Yeah. Well, I heard the uh, like I was so close to this, and this actually happened to me twice now. Um, I was so close. I heard the crackle of what we call the step leader. 
Um, and the step leader is essentially a plasma trail that comes off of all the different high, high, high things around you, including the top of your head. Mm. So when you look down and all the hair on the back of your arms is standing straight up, you go, oh, and uh, I heard the crackle come off the, uh, the telephone pole that I was standing beside, and I knew what was about to happen. And I literally clamped my hands over my ears and dove for the, to try and get under the weather network car um, because I knew what was about to happen. And it was lucky I got my hands over my ears. I would have had permanent hearing damage. It was that close. Jeez. So, so we always say when we talk about the unpredictability, that's the one most unpredictable ones. Um, and it's the most dangerous for people. I mean, the, the biggest killer in any storm ever um, is like in thunderstorms is, uh, is lightning. Um, and, and like you can get them out, you can get the bolt that kills people out of any storm. It doesn't have to be a super powerful storm. And, and does the rubber thing work? If you're holding rubber, you won't get struck or is that a myth? Oh no. If you're holding rubber, um, you'll at least have something nice to feel as you die. It's great. <laughs> um, okay. So. That's good. I always thought since my handlebar grips are rubber, I could ride my bike in a storm. So I don't know that you, you can, we'll, we'll definitely find you welded to your bike. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, it'd be a really cool thing to see. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I joke a little bit, um, but the, the whole rubber tires thing from cars, uh, is a myth. Um, because the lightning just, the lightning just jumped two miles, like down to your, down to the ground to say that to your car, it's not going to have trouble with about three inches of rubber. What it actually is, you're actually quite safe inside your car. It's something we call the, they call the Faraday cage effect. So lightning wants to get to the ground the easiest and fastest way possible. Well, when you're talking about a metal cage, um, it actually is the fastest and easiest. The path of least resistance is around the outside of the cage. And a car is nothing more than a metal cage. So as long as you don't have the door open and you've got your foot on the ground and you're filming the storm, you can be just fine inside the, inside the car. Now, every single electronic component in your car is going to be fried, but you are going to be fine. I mean, especially you know, modern cars have so much electronics in them that they just get fried by, um, by the, by the, even the, even the slight charges off this, off of a, off of a, a lightning bolt. I mean, a lightning bolt, you know, the amount of energy in a lightning bolt could power your house for like a week. So, That's good. you know, we're talking about, yeah. And we've, they've actually found, um, ever since, um, uh, iPhones and everything else, I mean, the, the, the AirPods are actually pretty good because this doesn't happen. But uh, if you're like older, uh, older phones, uh, or, you know, if you go way back iPods, you know, with the, um, with the, the headphones, they've actually, when, when people have been struck, the lightning actually um, vaporizes the, um, the wires that go up to your ears. So you end up with this scar across your body of where your, where your earphones were. Wow. Yep. I mean, like, and, and on the opposite side, now that we know the myth that rubber doesn't help, well, it doesn't elect, it doesn't conduct electricity. That's the only. That's, that's yeah. The only yeah, yeah. Just holding metal that that is true. Like, do not. Oh yeah, I mean, okay. don't do not be don't do metal. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, here's the here's the thing. All that, like all that a lightning bolt is is a separation of charges, right? So, like, it's the same thing if you like run along, like, uh, you know, like if you do this in the in the in the uh, summer or the winter time, which I used to do when I my brothers, you rub your feet on the carpet, and you go. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exact same thing. Exact same thing, only on a far grander scale. Um, so that when you have when you have the, the thunderstorm actually going over top of you, you actually have the, the bottom of the of the storm is actually very negatively charged. So it starts to induce a positive charge in the ground below you. So if you're holding a metal pole up into the sky, what you're doing is just allowing all that charge to come up you and into that metal pole and get concentrated right at the tip of the pole. Well, that's a great way to start those step leaders, as I said, that go up to meet the, the, st- the, the plasma conduits that are coming down from below. And wherever those two touch, that's where the lightning bolt will happen. And the, so rubber, you, grip, the rubber grip on the metal baseball bat doesn't do anything. Nope, won't help at all. Not even in the slightest. <laughs> Ellie gets so upset that I like ask the dumbest questions. I love no, dude, you know what? There are zero. There are no dumb questions. <laughs> She's so science driven, and it's like the questions. <laughs> <I ask. laughs> oh, sorry. There are no dumb questions. Trust me. I have gotten every question you can imagine. 
Well, so, like, have and, sex with a tornado? Like, please tell me someone's asked that. Uh, mostly Americans, yes. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> next question, so I, I beat you to it. Anyways, um, how many times have you seen an anvil cloud? Oh, almost, uh, almost every thunderstorm has them. What's, um, that? What's that? Sorry. No, you don't what know. that is. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> when thunderstorms get going, they have what they call an updraft. Um, and that's sort of the main, like if you watch a cloud build, it kind of looks like cauliflower building up. Mm-hmm. And, and any cloud will look like that. Well, a thunderstorm um, is a larger version of that. And so the updrafts in those storms can reach, like the, the actual speeds of the winds going up in those can get up to about, I think about 80 to 100 kilometers an hour, if not faster. Again, I'm trying to do the conversion in my head really quick. Um, so what happens is those, those things build up so high that they actually hit the jet stream itself. And the jet stream actually takes off the top of the cloud and actually begins to blow it downwind. And so if, this, and if the, the updraft is strong enough, it'll actually build into the wind itself. So you'll actually get what looks to be the, an anvil on the top of the cloud. That's and so you'll see that anvil streaming off into the distance. And it's, um, those are like the, the biggest thunderstorms have those, have those big anvil clouds on them. And that's when I get excited. That's when I know we've got a decent storm on our hands. Now, how did you get the okay for the show? Did, they, did you present like to the network, we want to go out and chase storms that are like, you want to what? Like, no, no. Are you kidding? The, the uh, actually, it was, it's kind of a weird. Um, we actually had, uh, I, I'd actually put it together as a, as a pitch to Discovery Channel. And Discovery Channel had said, yes, let's do it. So we had all the pitches ready. Although, like, it takes a long time to pitch a show and actually get it going. Um, and uh, Discovery Channel said, yeah, let's do it. And Bear Stearns went under. So mm. Al, in 2008, and then everything got shut down. So we were literally buying tickets to go down to California for the wildfires for the first show. And Bear Stearns went under the whole Lehman Brothers. You remember that where everything just everything went just, you know, everything just collapsed. Well, then they just shut down all shows. And so when I started working for the Weather Network, um, I was still storm chasing. I'd been storm chasing. And then I started working for the Weather Network. And one of the producers there said, hey, Mark, uh, you know, you've done a lot of this uh, storm chasing stuff. Um, have you ever thought of like doing a longer segment on the Weather Network? And I said, funny you should say that. Took out the pitch for Discovery, dropped it on her desk. And she was like, this is awesome. Let's do it. And we just went from there. That's awesome. How'd you get the co-host with you? Uh, Jacqueline, actually, um, I met Jack, um, ironically, in front of a tornado in Ada, Oklahoma. Huh. She got in the way of my shot. <laughs> um, yep. And, uh <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she was actually chasing with uh, another Canadian storm chaser friend of mine, and uh, we sort of chatted away. And then um, and then Jack, um, she was working out in uh, Regina, um, which is out in the prairies, and she got offered a job at the Weather Network, so she moved to Ontario. And uh, and she and I and she said I said to her, you know, one day, hey, do you want to? I'm I'm starting up this show. Do you want to come with me and, and do some storm chasing with me? And she's like, yeah, I'd love to. And that was it. So um, I put Jack through all kinds of stuff. Uh, poor Jack was um, deathly sick on Mount Everest. Um, what else? I, so that was a good one. She nearly drove us into a tornado in Oklahoma. Um, oh, yeah. No, we've had some fun. We've had some great fun together. That is cool. And you seem like you're really, like, enjoying what you do, which is so cool to hear. Like, uh, I mean, it's just like. Oh, I, it's, it's the best. It's something like, I would never do, but I, I really enjoy hearing other people's experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've I've traveled to and I've traveled to Antarctica. Um, I've you know gone across the Drake Passage in a ship, um, which was barfy. Um, I've I've been I've been through almost the entire Northwest Passage. Um, There's just one small segment of the Northwest Passage I haven't done. I've gone seal hunting with the, the Inuit uh, with Jacqueline. We've gone, uh, we, uh, we were actually also filming polar bears while we were up there. So they were on the ice with us. So like nothing between us and the polar bear. It was, that's a little wild. And you got when you got to, yeah, we got a bear the size of a car. Um, we've been to base camp on uh, Mount Everest, uh, you know, a travel all through Nepal. I've been to, um, as I said, I've been to like a war zone in Africa. Um, I hiked, uh, like I've been to uh, the Southwest, South Pacific, 
in Vanuatu um, and, uh, and got lost trying to hike up a volcano. So only I can get lost hiking up a mountain. We're trying to get to the top. Um, yeah, how's that done? How does that? You oh, like, oh, yeah. Well, it's not quite as simple as that. It's, it's a, it was a massive what they call caldera, and um, so what it is is you go up this one slope and you sort of reach the top, and then you have to go down that slope because it's the edge of the crater, right. and you go down the slope. But this, but the the caldera itself was about five kilometers across, so just a massive thing. And in the center of that, or, or off to just the one side, was where the vent, where the lava lake was. Well, I had sent everybody ahead of me. I said, okay, guys, you know, you guys go ahead of me. I got to film because I, I, we could, it was just me. Um, uh, cause I had to, like, I, we, we couldn't afford to send a cameraman with me. So it was literally just me and my camera. Um, and actually, and my, my other, one of my other friends, George Karunas was actually waiting for me up at the, up at the vent. And, uh, so I was sort of, I was walking and, and everybody else went ahead. So I said, okay, all the porters went ahead and everything else. So I'm completely alone and on this trail and it's all rainforest. And so I'm walking down this trail and we come to a, a, a stream which was completely dried out and the trail disappears. So now I'm hunting for the trail and I put my, my water down to, to film and didn't notice that I kicked my water over and it's 95 degrees with about 98% humidity. Oh, so cool. I, oh yeah, no, it was great. And then once you get beyond the, the, uh, the, the rainforest, which I managed to find one of the trails, you get into a, like a sea of barren, like a, just a whole area, like a desert of just barren rock and sand and these big little canyons. Through. See, the canyons are so high that you can't really see out of them. So you had to keep crawling up on top of the, on the, on the, the ridges here to try and figure out where the, I lost the trail. Oh my God. It was wild. It was fun. So. Did you know um, that you were named one of Canada's 100th greatest modern day explorers? I did. And I actually got from my work, I got champagne for that one. Oh, so. nice. Well, yeah. How did you find that out? <laughs> what was that? How'd you find that out? Like, did oh, they I, got told, I got told. Yeah, they called me and told me that I was on there. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I, somebody else nominated me um, or they just picked me out. I have no idea how that happened. But I was like, oh, you know, you've been named blah, blah, blah. And I'm like what <laughs> like that is awesome that is so cool. I, yeah i'm actually part of the explorers club um which is a a, a hoity-toity uh, I, I, mean, I shouldn't say this because i love the explorers club it's so much fun um but there's people like in there that uh like neil neil armstrong and uh and sir edmund hillary and you know like this is the the people that are that are in the explorers club so i have no idea why they let me in but they they did let me in so. Yeah, but that's great to name drop, though. Like, oh, me and, know, Neil, me and Neil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Neil and oh, I. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, but the, the thing is, like, when you, when you join a club like that, you know, you go, oh, I've been to all these places. And then the people that, you, that you're, like, having um, scotch with are like, oh, well, I, um, I actually, last week, I walked across Antarctica, and uh, it wasn't bad. I had some fun there. Um, another guy was like, oh, well, I, I canoed through the entire Northwest Passage. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm nothing. <laughs> but these, I mean. Yeah, you know, you say, you say, uh, you know, I saved some kid's life because he thought that rubber could stop him from getting struck <laughs> by lightning. That's what you say. There you go. Yeah, yeah. None of them have well, done that. Uh, yeah, no, they've, they've just they've just rescued people out of floodwaters in, you know, the deepest Amazon. And oh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> I am so privileged to be a part of the Explorers Club. It's actually really cool. Um, the people I meet there are just the most interesting people. They have wild stories uh, and they some of the stuff they've done really inspires me to keep going. COVID has nearly killed me. Um, but uh, but, I, you know, now that things are beginning to sort of maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel we're starting to look at uh, doing more um because starting to get back so i'm actually looking at coming down to the states for hurricanes hey if you if you listen listen if you come to new jersey i will sign a waiver and come out and 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 chase a storm with you oh dude you're totally welcome you if that's I, allowed i, I, I will hey, do that. i have i have chased hurricanes in new jersey Okay, like, well, you got, no hey, joke. You got I, my email, you got my number. Let yeah. me know if that happens. I will sign a waiver and I will do that if, if that Even makes sense. Hey. storm and whatever happens, happens. Hey, come up to, uh, come up to uh, NYC. I mean, I've done, of course, I, did, yeah. uh, I did Sandy and um, 
was it Irene? I think it was Irene was the other one a couple yeah. of years before that. The two really nasty yeah, ones yeah, for yeah. New York. I was in the I was in the Rockaways for uh, for Sandy. I'm sure my wife was gonna love hearing that. You're, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna take me on a storm chasing adventure. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll tell you. I've, or she'll be very happy. Well, hey. I've uh, I did a I did one of the big snowstorms in Washington D.C. and we nearly got arrested by the Secret Service. So you know there was that. Oh, I did that. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, we were driving around the White House uh, looking for a good spot to sort of jump out and go film That's at the White House. Delicious. Yeah, not not, in, not delicious. <laughs> well, it was it was in a storm chasing car, and so so we're sitting there and uh, we're we're pulled up and we're starting to get all our gear out because you know we're just. There's one place you can sort of stop and, and walk down sort of one of the, I don't know how, the one of the sidewalks there out in front of the White House. And this big black SUV pulls up right beside us. And uh, the, we're suburban. like, yeah, we're, yeah, it was, it was a suburban. And so we look over and the, 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 the window just goes down. Like you can't see through this window at all. It just no, rolls no, no, down. No, no, no. And there's a guy in there and he goes, hey. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, we're storm chasers and we're just filming. We're from Canada, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, that's what we thought. And he's like, that's awesome, guys. He's like, uh, he's, and he's like, we've been watching guys for about the last hour. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, Obama's in the White House right now. So, you know, we just had to make sure you guys are cool. And he's like, no, I know you're storm chasers. That's awesome. Have fun. And that was I, it. I picture, I picture Obama like looking with like. <laughs> and Joe yeah. like, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, yeah, that was like. That was 2015, actually. So, like, things were getting a little bit more intense, crazy, intense. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. My experience so. about that. It's so funny you say that because that same year, I was outside his house in Chicago and I actually almost got arrested. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's I know. It's the yeah, it's the black suburbans. It's the black suburbans because yeah. they they have that. I feel so bad for his neighbors uh, because they have the whole street like. Their whole half of the street is just barricaded with cement blocks. It says <laughs> this is a big warning. And I was like, oh, maybe we can just walk down. And then I'll be like, I was like, let's just walk down. And they don't know that we don't live here or not. And my boyfriend, not no, my husband, his boyfriend at the time was like, they definitely know who lives on this, in these six houses, <laughs> like on the street. Like you, they, they're going to know. I was like, oh, come on, let's go, let's go see. We'll say someone, we'll say we're someone's cousin. No. All of a sudden, the lights come on on the car, and it starts like driving slowly up the street. And then, you know, we're like, "Okay, we're just gonna run yeah. away." Why would and you then, think that would work? Hey, we're someone's cousin. Yeah, no, you're not. Get the hell out of here. Like, <laughs> I don't know because I. Okay, well, I have a picture in front of the Secret Service sign in front of Obama's house. So something. there you go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right, Mark, oh, go on, go on. I was gonna say I was in the G20, the protest in Toronto. So oh, that one, know. that one got that one got wild. I was, we were right, we were sandwiched between the protesters and the cops. So there was, there was some near arresting on that one too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm Are you sure. the storm chasing yeah. van then? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, no, we were just, we went, we took the subway down there and we we're just there. Man, we got flipped over and be like, wait, we're on your side. What are you guys doing? Yeah, we were, we were right there when that happened. Like that happened just down the street when the, uh, when the cars got set on fire and everything else. It was like, oh, this is getting fun. So. Mark, uh, you've been. This is really cool, even more than like grateful for your time. But like, I want to ask you one, like, couple more questions. But tell us where we can oh, yeah. show and uh, just you know your your Instagram, and I'm sure Ellie will ask talk to you about her podcast at the end of this. But go on. Yeah, well, you can actually see my show on Amazon Prime. Um, we actually yeah. have it on Amazon Prime, which is really cool. Um, it's called Storm Hunters, um, and you can see it now. If you're in the states, uh, Amazon Prime is the only one you can see some of the shows, not all of them. There's actually 33 in total. And I think we've got seven or eight up on Amazon Prime. Uh, we're working on getting more. Um, but you can also see it online at theweathernetwork.com. Um, and then if you're in Canada, we play them on the Weather Network on a pretty regular basis. Cool. What are your thoughts uh, and, on pirating? Uh, my thoughts on pirating. Oh, that's tough. Because it's, <laughs> it's one of those ones where, like, I really want people to see the show. Uh, but at the same right? time, it's like, I don't get any residuals on the show. So it's like, right. hey, go for it. Feel free to pirate it. Tell your friends. <laughs> right. So, so it's a gray area. It's a gray area. For my show, yes. But honestly, I know how hard the the, the creators work on any given show, uh, on any given podcast and stuff like that. Show. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, feel free. Go, go for it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm contractually <laughs> obligated to say, please don't do that. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, 
my um, my uh, Twitter is StormHunterTWN. Uh, my Instagram is also StormHunterTWN, I think. Other than that, StormHunter27. I'd have to yeah, check it. Yeah, you got a number up there. I think it's 27. Oh, yeah, it might be 27, yeah. Yeah, we'll have all your information on here on the show. I got two awesome. more things. Uh, I know, Ellie, I said I didn't have gun in your head, but I did have a couple that we do this last segment. We're not going to have a competition here, but I figure <laughs> you're, you're a fun dude, so I figure I ask you a couple. Why not? So um, it's a quick questions gun in your head just answer what, what you feel here they're kind of quirky oh yeah I uh, got it. all right would you rather have the nickname hurricane mark or the eye of the storm oh my god that's good i like hurricane mark gotta say that yeah. gotta like that like one. A boxing yeah. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i gotta say that right. my I nickname thought- through my nickname through through university was shaggy because i looked like the guy from scooby-doo so yeah, yeah. um yeah. would you rather watch twister for a year or only play the board game twister for a year Depends on whether it was Naked Twister and whether my wife was involved. Well, you'd have to watch the movie Naked as <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say the movie. Yeah, the, the board game is yeah. tough. One more just to make up because uh, I, I yeah. kind of blindsided Ellie with this. Uh, I know you're on the show Angry Planet, right? Yeah, that's my okay. buddy George's show. Right. So would you rather only watch for one year Angry Planet or the only game you could play for one year is Angry Birds? I knew you were going to see Angry Birds. Oh, man. Considering that I I see George all the time and I'm kind of sick of him. um, I'm going to go with the birds. I'm going with Angry Birds. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Who wants to who wants their friends to like think they you want to hang out with them? Yeah, no, exactly. He was just my best man at my wedding and stuff. So, you know, no worries. (laughs) No, you can take him to the curb. Take him to Mark, the curb. thank yeah. you very much for coming on. Uh, this was really cool, really different from stuff we do. So, um, honestly, I'll be watching your show, and if you do come to New Jersey, I will sign that pirating waiver. Pirating it. Don't lie, Scott. We'll be pirating it. <laughs> I, will, I will sign that waiver if you come to New York and New Jersey, and I'll be happy to chase a storm with you. Oh, yeah. Well, as long as you guys can keep the COVID cases down, I'm, I, will be, I will be down there. That's so not going to that's, happen. That's, that's, that's the requirement. This is why I'm terrified to go to Florida right now. Yeah. So, oh, don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. There. Don't. Well, we, we, hey, we got back. We went we're in Disney World two weeks before they closed the border. Ooh, lucky. Yep. Oh, yeah. Lucky you made it back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mark, thank you very much for coming on. You've been very gracious. That's a new word I learned today on my calendar. <laughs> gracious. <laughs> you guys have been great fun. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.